Hey everyone, this is Miguel Morales Photography. Um, this is a little bit of a new series that I'm kind of doing with some friends at first and then eventually some new guests, maybe some people that I haven't talked to. It's kind of just like a virtual lounge. Um, at the time that I'm starting this podcast, we're kind of going through a quarantine uh, via COVID-19. So I just thought for now, since we can't see each other, I just thought I'd invite some friends over via Discord, kind of just like a real talk, virtual lounge style podcast i guess so for my very first episode i invited my friend manel over so would you like to say hello manel hi um thank you for inviting me first of all um i'm happy to be on here and i can't wait to dive into some stuff that we're going to talk about okay um so i guess first we can start off so both you and i i would say i I know you kind of dabble more a little bit into other creative venues now but I would say like, you know, we're both photographers and we both kind of have very similar-ish stories of how we got into it. But would you kind of want to tell first how you got into doing photography for yourself? Yeah. So I started, I guess, um, dabbling into photography about the summer after middle school. So after eighth grade, I was just obsessed with wedding blogs and just looking at like photos and seeing all these photographers and their lifestyles so I would always be on my computer looking up all these wedding blogs and that summer I asked my parents if they would um, buy me just a normal DSLR at the time it was a huge deal to have a DSLR not anybody could just like buy one for themselves especially not as a little teenager but at the time My parents were like, okay, this is your only Christmas gift, um, birthday gift, everything. And so I was like, yeah, I definitely want that. And they got me a little point and shoot camera at first. So um, I had to, I set myself up for um, getting a DSLR, but I had to start off with that. But I think it really helped me um, develop a creative eye first before relying on my equipment to do the job so after a couple months of using a point and shoot and just printing all my photos learning about every um, art concept when it came to rule of thirds and lines and shape all that stuff um, I got a DSLR I had a Canon Rebel T3 the very first one I believe Um, and I had it with the kit lens and so I've had that for basically a three or four years I can't even remember but that's the camera that I started with and worked my portfolio up with so from freshman year up until a senior I basically just taught myself everything I knew I studied every single day I took a thousand thousands of photos and Eventually, when I became a senior, I thought I could totally run a business with this. Like, I could totally get my own clients. Um, It shouldn't be that hard. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely was naive at the time, but I think it served me well because I wasn't afraid to fail. And I was just really into it for the creativity and the art. I never went into it because I knew that I could make money off of it. But over time, gaining that reputation and people knowing that that's what I did was really nice because people already knew me for that. And yeah, it just went from there. So from after graduating high school, I took it more seriously and 
did a lot of weddings, did a lot of events, shot a ton of portraits, just got to meet awesome people from all over the world. Um, and now that it's been about maybe seven years, um, I've finally got to the point of, well, what's next? Do I really take this seriously and kind of build a company with that? Or do I venture off into something else? And I think I'm at that period of, I don't really know yet. I still love to do photography, but I also have so many other interests and I just don't want to look back and say that I didn't try those things out because photography was very consuming for me. And so I think I'm still learning right now what that fine balance is. So that's kind of where I'm at um, when it comes to photography. I mean, like, even when I was starting to, like, um because I, I think I started like maybe just a bit after you but even then like when I was first starting like a lot of people kept telling me about you so you definitely already were making a name for yourself like because I think I'm only like one year older than you and I think mm-hmm. I got into it I guess seriously come college time because I, I didn't actually take the photography class at Baldwin I kind of was just like I kind of I guess my story is a little weird because I'm like trying to explain how it is so I guess from my for my history, my family, I guess, is the type that they have, like, 20 photo albums, like, laying around the house, like, somewhere growing up, and they would always yeah. give me, like, little film cameras, too, and then I remember as a kid, like, I, I very vividly remember, like, I would always get sad every time the camera would click whenever you're rolling it to the next film, but then you can't do it anymore, and then I would, like, get, like, really sad about it as a kid, and then... I have, like, no idea how I got my family into getting me a point-and-shoot camera. Like, I just remember, like, I think I still in my house have my very first point-and-shoot camera. It's broken beyond repair now. <laughs> but I just remember bringing that with me to EL school all the time. And I don't know if this was you during uh, EL school in Baldwin, but I was that person in the group of friends where I was always the picture taker. Like, I was always the one, like, every time we go to the to the mall, every time we go to a friend's house, every time we're at school, at recess, like, I had my camera on me at all times ready to, like, make, like, a stupid YouTube video. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would bring my DSLR um, around, like, freshman year, and I would always just bring it to all the games. Um, I would just carry it around during school. But at the time, I think I didn't want to attract so much attention on the fact that I had like a nice camera because I was afraid of losing it or kind of leaving it somewhere and someone taking it. So I think a little bit of me was still like, I didn't really see anybody else around me carrying their cameras. So I was just a little more shy, I guess, to be the only one just, you know, carrying around a really expensive looking camera and just, yeah. See, that's that's why I always kept carrying just my point and shoot because like I was always well I don't think I had a DSLR back then but I was always scared that like if I had as, as big of a camera and just because I've had a lot of friends during high school that have had a lot of their stuff stolen during like class or on their recess like you know whether when they're not looking that well at least if it's just the point and shoot camera I can just keep it in my pocket and I'm not going to lose it. But if yeah. it's, like, a DSLR, like, there's no guarantee that, like, the moment that I leave it in my bag, someone isn't going to, like, take it. Or someone that doesn't like me is just going to be like, oh, well, going to go, going to go take right. it now. <laughs> but, like, it's it's so weird because even then, like, just before I got out of high school, like, I guess because I was, like, that one gay best friend out of 
my groups of friends um with every single like group of girlfriends like i was that right. person that every time i would come with them like to EL Valley or to Hana or something like that they'd be like oh my gosh Miguel like like oh my gosh we're all going to pose can you like take our picture and then of course like people would see that and then people were like oh my gosh you take such good pictures and then it kind of just like i guess the gears must have clicked somehow and i was like well you know i guess i could make a living out of this i don't know we'll we'll like we'll we'll see what happens and then of course exactly. i took and then i took the two i took one photography class in like freshman year in college and then i took the last one which was the one that you and i were together in yeah and then by then like of course like i w- i was already hearing like word around the bend of like how like you were doing a lot of lifestyle a lot of like couple stuff and just like you had already like been getting your name out there so at that point like i was like so scared to kind of talk to you cuz just so much people just when i was starting were just talking so much about you know it's just like uh i don't know i'm like is she about is she beyond my level i don't know like can <laughs> no. i interact with her because then i started using pixie set because of you like if yeah, it wasn't I for you i definitely pixie said it was one of those things where i was like every person should know about this like i don't see myself going back to my old um like my old system like pixie said had everything but yeah i definitely think that when i shared that that was something a lot of people thanked me later on saying that because of that it really changed the way they um sent their photos you know because mm-hmm. i because i started with google drive because that was all i had at first and then i kind of transferred over to pixie set but then at the time there was no option to kind of share it to dropbox or google drive and a lot of people kept asking me like oh do you have a dropbox so now what i do is i both i use technically both Pixie set and Dropbox just to kind of send out my photos but even now like my new website is set up on Pixie set now that the service was offered right. so like everything I kind of like I guess I'm like thankful for like again each opportunity that each photographer has kind of like shared with me cuz again there's a lot of stuff that especially when coming from us from like a younger generation that maybe we don't necessarily have the time to learn from uh some of the photographers who have come before us or regardless yeah. or maybe they're or even so maybe they're more of like the classic type or maybe they're more like gallery style photographers and they don't do a lot of like online or social media like they're the ones that are just out in the field and kind of just do gallery work so kind of learning from each other and then not seeing it i guess as competition i to me i feel has really helped me out and i feel really helped me get closer to other photographers cuz i think just at the end of the day there's going to be certain things that when we look through the lens of our camera like what you see is going to be different than what i see like the colors we use like the way that we edit like what we're interested in taking you know it's all going to be different which i guess kind of like made it really hard for me to want to interact with photographers on Maui Vert um when i was starting cuz i was just like oh man oh right. no are, are they going to like no Sorry. i can definitely relate to exactly that because i think when i first started out i didn't know anyone that was really taking photos and taking it seriously at my age everybody that i looked up to were people that were ahead of the game way beyond me they were probably shooting for about a good 10 years already so the people that i definitely admired and kind of took advice and mentorship from were people who have already been established and that made it a little bit of a challenge for me to relate but it also inspired me to want to grow to that level and i think that's what allowed me to be really 
known for doing photos at the time is because anytime I wanted to get better, I went after the people I knew I could learn from. I remember sending so many emails to so many photographers here and half or like maybe even more than that didn't respond to me or half of them even said like oh I don't really have time for this sorry and a good bunch of them ended up meeting me in person and having a conversation and just sharing with me their journey so even those I'm so appreciative of because it definitely shows me that when you get to that level there's always something you can do to give back and I always aspired to do the same. So speaking of growing um of course we we've been like uh, how like what year of photography has this been for you um it's hard to say because I feel like I'm still juggling between going full force or taking a step back and Mm -hmm. that's never been an issue for me in photography since I've started because I was always so deeply passionate into it but I think starting a different venture now that I'm in the um, hair industry has made it a challenge for me to devote my time into one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I start, least, you know? like I would say like a good thing about what you're doing too is because um, I, I I have noticed this. Like I said, like there are certain photographers where they do photography as kind of like their main thing, but a lot of what they do on the side kind of helps boost what they're already doing. Um, exactly. So for like I know for Princess, like she. She does photography mainly, but she also does like design work, which I think she then does to kind of market with businesses being like, hey, I can also create logos or stickers for you, that sort of thing. So I think what's really good with you and like hairstyling is for me, I have this problem all the time where I do so much shoots and I'm just like, damn it, there's so much hairs in her face that I didn't see because I'm getting so in the moment of the photo shoot that there's certain things that like having a hairstylist would be nice to have on top of that. So if you're both a hairstylist and a photographer, I think that kind of helps add to little details in very specific areas. So say, for example, if you're like, I kind of get more into costume designing and cosplay. So for me, I kind of focus more on just the outfit and the concept and not so much on other details like the hair, which again has Mm -hmm. always been like a main thing for me where I'm just like, damn it, there's always like hairs flying around. Like, what do I do? Like, (laughs) shoot, that sort of thing. So I can imagine for you, it's a little bit easier with, especially when you do like family stuff or styled wedding shots, like it's easier for you to kind of notice those details because you do a little bit of both of those things. So kind of like taking what you're already doing on the side and already enhancing it with what you're doing primarily. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense because I haven't really thought of it that way. And I think for the longest time, I assumed it always had to be one thing over the other. But now thinking about it, I think I can definitely make photography a little bit of a leverage for the main goal, the main um, purpose I have now, rather than making it the star of everything I do, which is what it was like when I first started. So transitioning from making photography my one and only thing, my one and only hobby to making it something that I use on the side to promote and help build something else that I'm trying out, I think makes perfect sense. And I think that's probably what I'll take with it. (laughs) Like if I was in your position, like 
I've, I've talked to a few other photographers and they're very specific regions but like if I was in your spe- uh, specific position like I would kind of like just do someone's hair and then kind of like slyly mention like you know like how for salons they take pictures of the client's hair like pictures of them in the salon after they're done with the, uh, the appointment so for me like if I was in that position I would have been like oh hey like by the way like I also kind of like do a little bit of photography or like or kind of after taking the picture of them in the salon kind of like mentioning that you do a little bit of that or and vice versa like if I was doing a photo shoot and then afterwards like say for example like it's a newer beginner model or starting out who maybe they uh, maybe they kind of know how to do makeup but not so much their hair then kind of nudging them after the photo shoot being like oh by the way like you know like I'm I'm, I'm a hairstylist too like you know I can give you a few tips or if you want to come to my salon after like I can definitely like set you up with something it's just how I see like it's the benefit of the specific area that you're in where it kind of like really uh collides or not collides like intersects with each other yeah I would say. no definitely i think that's the goal now moving forward because i did something similar before where i did a shoot that involved more of the hairstyles for bridal work um, because that's something i'm getting into and i also had her husband join us so that we could do some uh wedding portrait photos that could serve for my Um, website for my photos as well so really finding ways to integrate all of that has been super cool and super fun to do actually because it's not only just something I've always been doing but it's kind of a new twist to it so I think that new challenge is what excites me to keep producing more work that are just like that and I think it's really cool too because you can also collab in more ways than one rather than just yeah. photography because that's the thing that I realized because that's what I've really been trying to work on for 2020 is as far as my collabs I want to get more local artists and creatives involved because again yeah. like when I when I started it was just me and the model and now I'm like in this whole thing where I'm like okay we need to get the clothing company we need to get the hair person we need to get the makeup person we need to like get like the earrings like the accessories like the bathtub like we need to get all these people involved so that way it feels more of like a collaborative group project and like accomplished feeling at the end rather than it just being me and the model because then like also too like of course like you get your work seen by each other person's like demographic and niche but especially for you because you can do hairstyle like say for example like of course like i've shot with you as a model before so i could definitely put like oh model manel rose but then also to say for example like i'm working with another model and then we kind of like collaborate on that but instead you do the hair then it's like okay model is so and so uh photographer is me hair by manel like clothing by so and so and that sort of thing like like i don't know i i say it was a little bit more of a fun thing rather than just because like my main problem before when I was starting out is like I had so many ideas but I I really should have just so now what I do is I really try to collab and really try to bring all the ideas together rather than doing so much one off shoots because that was always my problem is I kept wanting to do like individual specific shoots for everyone so I was like okay I want to do a specific shoot with this model okay then do a specific shoot with this clothing brand okay then do a specific shoot with um this makeup artist and all keeping them all separate that I'm kind of right. just like, why don't we just, why don't we just all just, like, this is less, this is going to be less time in planning for me to have to do, like, three separate shoots. Why don't we all just get together and do something together? Because I'm going to drive myself insane if I have to, like, take, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos per shoot rather than just doing one whole big collaborative shoot with everyone. 
which yeah. has saved me so much time. Like, genuinely so much time. And as you know, we, we've talked about it before, that I, I, I feel like I kind of have chronic fatigue syndrome. So I'm just tired all the time. So I'm kind of at this point where I kind of just, I can't really afford to waste as much time as I used to back when I was a kid and or back when I was, mm-hmm. like, just out of high school and kind of just partying. So I kind of, yeah. like, have to make the most of, like, scheduling and et cetera, et cetera. So it's just... And it's more efficient, you know? I think that's really the goal is just to not be busy but to be productive and make use of your time wisely so that you can get back to other things that you want to do oh yeah so speaking of so like i said we, we've both been in photography for quite a few amount of years so do you have some favorites and non-favorites that you've taken like you don't have to specifically say like oh i didn't like working with this model it's more just like either maybe the concept was wrong or the day the day and time that you shot was wrong like any personal fate or or on the flip side like any personal photos that you're just like this is pure manel rose photography like this is like the best example of what i do and then some other stuff that you're just kind of like oh this doesn't really wasn't really good and you kind of just look back at, back at it like maybe photos from like 2015 2016 that you're kind of just like uh I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I have a quite a handful of those moments, but a few to really name I think would be shooting events, specifically birthdays. Um oh. I used to do them a lot before because it provided me resources and money obviously to put back into the business and to get more gear and all that stuff. So it was for a good reason, but I find that they're really not what shows my capability as an artist. So I find that when people approach me to purely document birthdays or events, I just don't find that it highlights what I can do as a photographer. So those are probably not the ones I consider to be my favorites just for that reason. Even though they're great people and I've been to a lot of great events that really took care of me, um, I think those are definitely in the past and probably not something I'll be doing anymore. Mm -hmm. But as far as my favorites, I would have to say that most recent shoot I did um, with bridal hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Probably my favorite just because every look and every detail from the outfit to their dress to their out like the location was all carefully um curated so I really went off of the vision I had in my head and not just went with a location and told myself I'll find something that that'll work because most times I tend to just do that because it's hard to plan for a shoot not knowing what the lighting will look like what the day will look like so It was just so many different factors, but for the first time, I really took every component and made sure that the lighting looked like that the day that it was shot and like really studying what the image is going to look like based on the lighting, which is really hard to do because you can pull off an inspiration off of Pinterest or something like that, but to mimic that lighting and bring it to life is a different story, you know? I mean, that's that's why, like, even though I don't like using the same location, sometimes it's nice to go to the same location, but at different times. So, for example, like, exactly. you know, you know, like the bamboo forest at yeah, uh, Kepanivai Park. 
Like I've shot there like in the morning, in like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, in the in the evening, and three very very distinct atmospheres and vibes. But right. if I t- kind of like, because I'm like one of those people, where I'm like. Again, maybe it's a younger person mindset where I'm like, oh no, like I have to keep doing something new. I have to do something like, like different each time that I'm a little bit more on the fence of not wanting to use the same location. But at the same time, maybe there's certain things that like, oh, like, cause I didn't know that shooting at EL Valley in the bamboo forest in the evening time was the best. Cause otherwise I would have just shot during the afternoon or morning, but some of my best shots came from the evening time. And I was just like, man like even though i don't like reuse even though i don't like reusing the same shot like it, it's nice to come back and kind of see and understand like and 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 it helps to plan for future stuff too because yeah. then otherwise otherwise your only understanding is just the first shoot that you did you know what i mean right yeah all can, of those things come into play mhm like it it can be like I think one of the hardest things too is just especially when you're traveling. I'm sure I'm sure especially when you were living in the mainland. I'm sure you must have experienced this. Um but when you're taking pictures in new places that you have ne- like new islands or new states that you have never been to before, like we're kind of more leaning towards like like I, I guess for example, like when I'm back home, of course you know me, like I do a lot of weird conceptual stuff, like really weird like uh like cosplay like halloweeny costume styled shoots and yeah here at home i have more of the time to plan for it because i know like exactly which model which location what type of lighting etc cetera, etc cetera. but right. when i travel to like oregon or michigan or like california or that sort of thing i kind of just want to work with as much people as i can so i transition more to the to the that mindset that you're talking about of just oh, let's just meet at this location and then we'll just figure it out from there. Yeah. Which can be, like, honestly, one of the hardest things, too, especially when I was, like, working on Big Island and I had to drive to each and every single, like, model's locations and just realizing that, like, oh, God, I have, like, I don't know what's here. Like, I need to find something quickly lest I waste this model's time, especially if I have, like, five shoots that day and I'm doing one at, like, 10 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m., and then it's, like, I don't have time to, like like do a fully curated shoot it's more just like oh okay i need to like make this person look insanely unreal and beautiful yeah i think it's a little bit of acting quick and knowing how to just deliver with pressure and the time restraint or it's just taking your time and really working smarter to where you understand how to pull off an image based on just knowledge that you know and you collect from experience so that definitely takes um years because you have to know you have to shoot in order to learn all of that you don't just read about it you know yeah i think as far as like the thing that i i really just i look back at it and i just was not a fan of it i think i'm not really a fan of pageants mostly i guess just because the light really doesn't like work well with me for events and i think my main mistake like i always will tell this to all my female models who and again maybe this is also why i don't do as much beach or bikini shoots anymore but a lot of girls would tell me back then which again it's also my fault because i i kind of didn't know and i had to do it for myself to realize but a lot of girls were like hey like yeah i want to do like a beach shoot at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon with my really long hair at this windy beach yeah where i was just like man the lighting sucks 
The hair is everywhere. I'm not having a fun time. I'm really trying to make you look good, but man, this is... Like, we're either gonna have to shoot in the shade, or, like, we're- I'm gonna have to do some really intense major lighting editing, because this is- this is not the tea. This yeah. is not- this is not making it work. So I- I kind of just look back at those, and also I think, again, I- I didn't have, like, the official classes from Baldwin, so I kind of, like- I think people before- or, um, for Picasso, he had a blue period. I had what- what my friends called an orange period- where I guess I didn't understand what saturation was and how it worked. And I guess I made a lot of people look a lot more uh uh sunbaked than they than they really <laughs> should be. And I look back at those photos and I'm just like uh they're really orange. Like I'm so sorry everyone. I I did not mean to make you all look so orange. Thankfully I didn't continue it like for more than a year, but I just remember thinking that year I was just like, man. Like, cause the one model that kind of, he's, he's a friend of mine now, but he called me out on it. Like kind of, like kind of hinting at it being like, I kind of look a little orange and then kind of hinting that like, maybe you should make this in black and white if you already like edited it this way. And I was just like, ah, oh, okay, maybe I should. Maybe <laughs> Those I should. are maybe... always good to have though. Those are critiques and things that people have expressed that only makes you a better photographer, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, as far as like, when you mentioned Pinterest, like, do you feel like, again, it might just be a generational gap, but do you feel that more of us kind of follow trends and what the Instagram and social media algorithms follow? Or do you still kind of see a lot of photographers now kind of doing like original concepts and ideas? Um, in that Like, sense... you know, like, like Brandon Wolfel style or like other like, I, I guess, quote-unquote, like, notable social media presences where you'll see, like, YouTube tutorials of, like, oh, how to follow Brandon Wolf or, oh, how to follow this style. Right. I think it's purely based on who you look up to as an artist, you know? I have many different artists that I look up to that all are in a range of different styles. So for me, I, I don't think I see a trend or a type of look that a lot of people um, want to emulate because to me I have so many different inspirations and maybe for those photographers they don't really have more than what they see on social media or through Pinterest so that's all they can really like see as their inspiration and there's nothing I think there's nothing wrong with that because personally you work your way up to finding that because I remember when I first started out I only would constantly see maybe five different photographers work so it was the same type of content over and over again and eventually you end up just picking that up because you see that so much so I think for a lot of people they haven't gotten a chance to venture out into different artists and different photographers so they don't really see more beyond what is on Instagram or in uh, Pinterest because when you look at really notable photographers um, or people who are nominated for certain awards in photography it's it's crazy They're, they have way different styles than just what we see and I think maybe that's why it looks like everyone's following a certain trend but personally I think anyone can find inspiration beyond the norm if they just look for it 
Yeah, it's just it's just such a crazy time where I guess I guess the way that I view it is just again, like you said, with Pinterest and how a lot of people will see a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook and think that I want to copy that. And then of course, like mentioning the elephant in the room, and that you know, right now as of recording this, it's March thirtieth, so we're kind of in quarantine and uh, in self isolation, social distancing right now. So kind of seeing how everyone, I guess, especially like creatives too, trying to see how everyone's kind of dealing with COVID-19 or coronavirus and how it's affecting creatives. Like, like I've mentioned it to a few people, how I've been wanting to on the Let's Shoot uh, Hawaii Facebook page, where again, a lot of Hawaii photographers are active. I was thinking of doing kind of like a self-portrait challenge where you kind of like see how you can do like the best self-portrait challenge. uh, that you can do like within your house or anything like that. Although again, like you did a pretty good job because re- if you remember that one picture that I recreated from you yeah. <laughs> uh, for that, I thought that was a great self picture. I just, that actually, that was actually my favorite one out of like the, the te- I, I forget how much photographers I chose, but out of like all of them, I think that was like my favorite one. Cause I thought I just looked like, I thought I looked really Thank sexy. You. But <laughs> I thought I looked really sexy and I thought you looked like really like badass with like the lighting and the shadow and everything. But honestly, self portraits, even if they are pretty hard to do when you have a good setup, it's actually so much fun because you can really get to, you have all um, control of how the photo is going to look like. So I really enjoy doing self portraits from time to time. Like, are you the type to kind of just work with natural light, or do you use like a full studio, like ring light, white wall, like whatever, whatever's available? Whatever's available. If I have something to play with, I will. But for the most part, I don't have a studio setup just yet, so I've just been Mm -hmm. playing around with natural lighting. Honestly, like I said, like if if you saw like my studio setup at home, it's literally just a white sheet. Like (laughs) it's 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 not fancy. It's more just because people will be like, "Do you have a studio?" I'm like yes but no kind of and then people are like so do you take selfies of yourself in this and i'm like uh yeah i just don't post them but yeah i i I take selfies in here because i i think i look nice on some days which i get which is also really weird because now it's like this is like the epitome of people who um i'm one of those people where i i always have to dress up every time i go outside but now that i'm not going outside i'm like who do I dress up for? Like, do I just dress up to take pictures of myself? Or like, what am I doing? <laughs> do I want to look good as I'm like cooking hot, hot Simon? Like, what is, like, what do the people want to see? Like, do they want to see me like just, but you know, like you, you kind of understand where it's just like, it's a really weird time and kind of like, how is it, how is like COVID-19 kind of like affected you aside from having to, you know, I guess just do self portraits or portraits of you and uh, your other half. Well, in a sense, are we talking about me as a creative or just in general? I would say as a creative first and then just in in general after. Okay. Well, as a creative, I think it is a blessing in disguise for sure. And I'd like to look at the positive side of things regardless if it's hard to. Um, And I would say that this time has really allowed me... um, more time basically I have Mm -hmm. the ability to just learn new skills whether it be practicing more my Lightroom skills or just Photoshop or just learning a new skill that I haven't really gotten into because there's never enough time in the day to do that and a little bit of just creating a space I don't I'm sure we'll touch up on that later but obviously my workspace is so important to me to actually 
do work. So with that and having time, it's allowed me to really see how do I want to create a space that allows me to create and just be more productive and like make something. And so this time has been really nice in that sense but on the flip side I am unemployed Um, I work for a salon so we are currently closed so that's definitely had a big hit in my financial side of things but obviously everybody is on the same boat so we're all just you know taking it day by day trying to find solutions to all these problems and just really not letting it consume me too much but also doing what I can and serving my community the best way I can. Mm, Yeah, I mean, especially for, you know, aside from photography, that's why people always joke around that they're like, oh, hey, like, you know, I'm totally down to do like photo shoots if you use like a like a 400 to 500 millimeter telescopic lens. But as far as like hairstyling, you know, that's a very interpersonal like hobby slash uh, work to be into. So to kind of like, take a step back from that like how has that affected you and just being like oh like I don't have like I'm sure you can work on your own hair and, and on Sean's hair but like kind of <laughs> taking t- taking a step back and even being like well like what do I do like do I learn new skills for photography do I learn new skills for hair styling like what do I do because I can't physically practice it it's more just like you said because we can't really learn as much from everything from just reading about it so yeah. especially in something like hairstyling, I, I imagine that like kind of keeping a bunch of those skills fresh without doing it for like weeks to months, especially for hairstylists who like see like however many people a day, but can be like can kind of take its toll. It definitely can. But I think prior to this, I was smart enough to um, grab a few mannequins so I can actually do uh... a few projects at home. So that's been really nice. <laughs> well, I, you know. That's really smart, actually. I'm like, I, I honestly thought that, like, because I know a few of my hairstylist friends are just like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Do I just work on my own hair? But you know what? That's good. You're yeah. smart. You, <laughs> you, you, you plan ahead. Like, geez. But yeah, like, I definitely it, took home a few, you know, um, a few mannequins. Just got my my shears. You know, about to do some cool haircuts and yeah, just you know, have fun with it. Like, it's so weird because I've been egging on so many of my... Now, I'm not one to talk because I'm still, like, two to three weeks behind on photo shoots just because, like, the month of February, March has been exceptionally busy for whatever reason that I didn't plan. But I I almost kind of think of, like, this whole situation as kind of, like, a weird karmic, like, justice where it's like, Miguel, you cannot put off... You cannot put off these photo shoots for much longer now. You cannot (laughs) keep doing... You cannot keep doing more photo shoots and not finishing the ones that like now I'm gonna for the world is gonna force you to stay inside and like you have to work on this and I'm like ah, oh, crud but it's such <laughs> a weird situation too because now I'm kind of egging on all my friends because a lot of my friends were like oh yeah I wanted to blog or oh yeah I wanted to do like gaming on YouTube or oh I wanted to like you know start writing or etc cetera, etc cetera. and I'm like well you know what bitch now is the time Cause like now, like I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like, so now I'm kind of like motivational speaker for my friends where I'm just like, (laughs) okay guys, you cannot like, now is the one time where now you are stuck at home. Like you, like now you technically should have no excuse to not be able to do this because otherwise I'm going to be checking up on you like once a week. So if you're, if you haven't made any progress, I'm going to be very sorely disappointed. Yeah. I think that 
now is the perfect time to start doing all these things because when are you ever gonna have all of this time you know I think a lot of people are just scared probably to try something out of the fear of it not being perfect but I think now is there's never been a perfect time yeah I mean just like being forced in a situation and kind of doing a lot of stuff at home like I've been noticing that I've been trying to do it too. I'm just not having as much success because maybe I just am not a handyman in any case whatsoever. And maybe I should go to Lowe's or Home Depot sometime soon. But I have been noticing that you have been doing a lot of home improvement lately. Like oh, yes. literally posting it like <laughs> literally posting at like 12 or one o'clock at night, posting that you're like handy manny with like a picture of a drawer. Oh yeah. A lot, a lot of home projects that have kept me very busy. That do I you, almost forget that we're in do, quarantine. Do you live with just, is it just you and Sean? Um, that space is actually a one bedroom little um, Ohana outside of my parents' house. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then like, is it like small enough that you can kind of keep track of the projects that you're doing and you can kind of like take time to. Yeah, basically. So that whole space will be mines. And so I pretty much took free reign to just do all these projects it's so weird because again like i guess it's easier for you because you have like a smaller enough space to kind of just focus on but then my family's like okay well you need to do home improvement and i'm like specifically on what they're like the whole home and i'm like what do you mean the whole home like no just improve like clean and like do and i'm like okay i i guess like like i don't know if you want me to pull the weeds or fix the gate like i don't know what you or paint the walls like what do you want me to do so i guess having like a smaller space would like help me like figure things out more easily so i'm trying to just figure out what it is that i want to do if like like because i know for a lot of creatives too they're just like oh well you need to have like a good like a proper clean space that like inspires you and if you're just surrounded by junk like i'm i currently am in the room that i'm recording this uh you're gonna feel like a little bit cluttered in your life yeah but, like like how has it been for you with like have you just been building or painting or it's been a bit of both actually so i was lucky enough to start with a um, an empty place because there wasn't really anything in there and none of my stuff was moved in yet so I started from scratch basically so I started with the walls repainted them um, I got new floors that I am almost done setting up they're actually really cheap and not that bad to put in yourself but it does take some time um, and I have a lot of projects in terms of home improvement and not so much decorating. So that's what takes a lot of time because I'm still going to redo the kitchen cabinets. I'm still going to put up some backsplash on the kitchen. We're still going to do some demo with the bathroom. So it's it seems like a never-ending project, but I'm trying to do it one at a time and just focusing on the bigger picture and just the things that do require a lot of um remodeling so once that part is done then I'll just be moved in and kind of worry about the little projects as I go because as you know every home improvement done by yourself doesn't just happen overnight it takes a very long time if you don't have the budget for it and I've spent quite a lot of money already so I'm just gonna put it at a at a hold because I am unemployed so I really don't see myself putting in more money at this moment 
I I understand. I I I fully understand. You know, it's so weird because I I guess with the way that I see you as like a creative and a person, like just how I would say Oracle again, maybe I again you maybe you disagree or whatever, but I would say like to me, like you seem like a very organized individual that like whenever like I think about like the space that you would like do your work in or that you live in, I always imagine again like a Pinterest, like a minimalist white, <laughs> white clean, like like a motivational board, like white clean tables and like or like neutral tone, like you know what I mean? Like those Pinterest yeah. rooms that look so like succulent and just minimal, like just like a, a creative space. That's just how I view it. But I don't know if that's how you decorate or how you view yourself. And um, especially too with you and Sean, like how that whole process kind of is with decorating and home improvement. If, if you're more uh, messier than I think, you know, let me know. Oh, definitely. I, it's like the biggest misconception about me is the fact that I'm organized because I am not like, I know how to clean. I know how to organize for other people, but I, for some reason, I can't do it for myself. I think I struggle with the fact that I don't care if my things are messy. And so if nobody else gets to see it, then I'm fine with myself being messy because no one else can look at my stuff and really see how messy I live but it's just crazy because everyone assumes that I'm this organized person but I'm really not like I will tell you right now my laundry is in like five different places I don't even have an actual like desk to work on I just bring my things to any desk whether I'm at Sean's house or at my house like Mm -hmm. I don't have a solid space and I I think that's why it's so important for me to finish this room or this like space that I got because I really need to make some changes in that department because I have been so unorganized for so long and it's just it's crippling to be an artist when you don't have a proper workspace. Do you do you feel like you're the type that I, I guess like kind of adjacent to this like do you feel like you're the type that you would give advice to someone but then you're kind of hard to take your own advice? Oh, I'm so like that. I feel because like, I, I, I'm that person where I'm just yes. like, where I'm just like, do as I say, but not as I do. Yes, completely. I struggle with that because I just don't have that sense of urgency for myself. You know, I'm like, I can tell someone like, you really should keep this in check. But when it comes to myself, I'm so okay with being dysfunctional and just sporadic and all over the place. Like, I don't mind it. But I think it's because I live in a chaos already that, to me, that's just day-to-day. It's like, despite giving as much advice as I do, the five mirrors in my room did not help me reflect in on myself at all. (laughs) But, oh my gosh. Um, I I think one thing that has helped me personally that I, it was like advice from like, it was like someone in like the armed forces or something like that. I think it was someone in the Navy. But they said something along the lines of like, one of the things that can really help you get going in your day is to at least make your bed. Like, so you wake up early and you make your bed because then that's at least one thing that you got done for the day. And then from there, you're already in the mindset of like, okay, I can do more stuff and accomplish more stuff for the rest of the day. Because if you kind of like, just go straight to your bathroom or just just go straight to the kitchen after not making your bed, you're kind of just like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to like do all this no, stuff. No, yeah. But- Actually, what's crazy about that is Sean taught me how to do that because- at his place if I'm sleeping over he will never let a day go by unless we do our bed together when we wake up do you have like a queen or a king size bed 
His is a queen, but oh, mine's okay. a full size. Yeah. Okay, no, I, I understand. I only have like a twin size bed, so I'm like, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very, very small bed. Even when I was like in my relationships, my exes were like, "Are you sure we can cuddle on this?" I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, we'll see. And then again, like I dated. Usually, all my exes are like over six feet, so maybe that also like was the reason why because I'm five two, so yeah. big, hey, big height in a in a bunk bed once so it can be done <laughs> well like it's so weird because my bed is actually like one half of like a bunk bed like oh my the, not 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 not, not 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 the not the frame but just the bed itself was from a yeah. bunk bed so i'm just like oh yeah you know i'll make it work somehow but then i also um what's it called i shoot i I used to have it on a frame above, but there, I remember that there was like a very specific reason that I don't, that I have it on the ground now, but I, I totally forget the reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm just scared of monsters under my bed. Maybe that's why like, <laughs> it, it's, it's on the floor now, but um, this is like a very weird tangent to go on, but like, do you guys get centipedes at your house? Um, not that I know of. I haven't oh seen gosh. one in a while. <laughs> you are so lucky. Cause like, that's the one thing that I think mainly it does not happen often or it's like very like maybe very rarely but i guess sometimes because my bed's on the floor i get so scared that like a centipede is gonna come up and bite me as i'm sleeping and it did actually happen and it did actually happen like about a month ago so and that was like once and that was like but it it didn't like it didn't like bite me all over it kind of like i guess i was wearing really short shorts that day and i guess it bit like the inside of my thigh and i i guess i woke up from the pain gradually like it wasn't like it was more like an itching pain where i was just like why am i waking up and then i'm like oh and then i try to put my phone light towards my leg and i'm like i see like two very like distinct marks and i'm like oh okay i better like get up and then i i, I uncover like my, she- my not my sheets but like my pillows and everything and i see a centipede i'm just like fuck okay oh, no. all right i just remember that night just waking up at like three in the morning just being like like shouting shouting to all hell being like what what is going on here like why is there like a centipede in in my bed so i'm kind of painful (sighs) yep yeah but just in general like i have very traumatic experiences with bugs so i'm just not a fan of bugs in general that's why i'm just like if i were to do more home improvement maybe i would just kind of like not gas the entire house but i i would be that person to just like okay I gotta look through every nook and cranny with like a mask and gloves and just if there's any bugs there I have to get rid of them like I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just uh it's just always just scary but in terms of like just uh going back to um, smaller living spaces I know that you and I when everything was open we would try to go to the gym as much as we could so yeah. how, how how have you kind of been doing your home workouts now so <laughs> they have not been happening oh you know a lot of it yeah i just for some reason you know one i i can't even make up the excuses at this moment but like i don't really have much equipment at home and i know that's such a lazy excuse but i definitely just can't do a home workout it's like it's tough and it's funny because my trainer texted me saying that he and his boss were thinking about possibly having private sessions for anyone where they would just have a fully like deep cleaned gym and people could just do one-on-one sessions of two people max at a time and I was like it did sound great at the moment but I was like honestly we're all 
in this period for a reason. I think avoiding any physical contact with people that I don't see on a day to day is just for the best. But for a while, it was kind of tempting. Uh, I mean, all I have at home is just a 15 pound kettlebell and a foam and a foam roller. So I'm kind of like, because <laughs> I, I I have gone to Target and Walmart and Sears. Looking for dumbbells. Like if I could just find 15 pound dumbbells, I'd be good. Yeah. Because then all of all of my leg and ab workouts I can do at home. It's right. just more my upper. It's just more my upper body. So I've been looking and I've been like like not calling constantly, but I've been like trying to check every once in a while and trying to be like, hey, like if you guys have any weights, you know, please, please let me know because yo, <laughs> like I need like because I mean again I can I can lift I I can lift I can lift the 15 pound weight like kettlebell but it just I'm gonna have to be very 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 creative instead but it just feels like ah, uh, like yeah. it's such a it's such a weird period where it's like okay I have to focus on doing photos but I also have to do home improvement but I also still have to do my fitness so I'm just like oh uh, what yeah, in what in lot. what in what order do I do what like do I wake up in the morning and just get to photos or do I wake up in the morning and do I like do my fitness first or do I wake up in the morning and try to like get some homework done like like home improvement done and I'm just like oh what do I do it's just such like yeah. my, my life is such organized chaos like I don't know if that's how it is for, for you where it's like in any other person's eyes it would probably be chaos but to the person it seems like very organized oh yeah it's for me it's like the struggle is just to organize my thoughts and once I get that in order it's like okay then I can like actually move but the fact that I can never seem to figure out what's the best way to go about anything it's like I'm just frozen and then too I don't know if like I also want to take a break and like play some video games or read and like take a break yeah. because then that's also time that that's also time that like every potential hour or day that like I spend taking a break the model's gonna be like oh where are the photos or so and so is gonna be like oh hey what's the update on this and I'm like oh I don't know if I want to take a break or like, do I just drink? And again, like I told you how caffeine makes me with anxiety, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just at this point where I'm just like, uh, do I want to, do I want to subject myself to, cause that's been the only way I've been finishing my photo shoots as of late, just because again, maybe it's because I'm eating a lot more than I normally do, given that I'm not really exercising as much as I used to and my metabolism might be slowing down. But I feel like I've been needing so much like caffeine and energy drinks just to like get me through like one full session of like editing my photos. Cause I'm just like, oh, oh wow. I want to take a break. I'm so tired. Like this is a lot of photos and I'm just like, oh, but at the same time, I'm like, The more I wait, the more they're gonna be waiting. So I'm just like, uh. And then at yeah. the same time, I also like, I want to take a break. I want to play video games with friends and like read and do all this other stuff. So I'm just like, like again, like I, my friends call me the epitome of organized chaos. Where it's like there's a system, but to anyone else, it would not be a system if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I, I just, it's just such a. Uh, it is such a such a weird time right now. Thankfully, during this weird time, at least for you, at least you have someone that you can. I mean, you also have your family too. But yeah. <laughs> especially for uh for Scorpios, for Scorpios, it always helps for us to have someone uh, and other half be there for us because I'm single right now. But you uh you uh, have someone very special to you. It's been nice. I mean, I will say I definitely don't take that for granted at all. And it's it's nice, but we also 
try to remind ourselves that we are still able and allowed to have our own time. So I definitely make that a priority that every day there is a time in that day for us to just do our own thing and be by ourselves and not have to be in each other's space. I mean, if Michelle Obama and Barack Obama can last through like hard economic and financial times and still be together today, I'm pretty sure like y'all like y'all are fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I just love Michelle Obama so much, so I mean, like, that's just my personal <laughs> bias. But how long have you and Sean actually been dating? Um, it's been about it's over 4 years and then a couple months, something like that, because we were together since December of 2015. Okay, so oh okay, so it was like like right around senior year for you. Um actually after a semester of college. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh wait. Did you Oh, wait, December of 2015. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. So, yeah. We, yeah, we you you graduated May. You graduated <laughs> May 2015. Sorry. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then like what was the story of like how you guys got together? It's so interesting because Every time I tell a story, I always find it so funny that all along we've always been in each other's lives and it just never seemed like Are you are you guys like cost- like like quote unquote high school sweethearts like or like that like like the childhood friends turned into lovers? Some something Basically, like that. Basically, I wouldn't consider us high school sweethearts because of course I've had like college sweethearts. <laughs> Basically, Um we known each other since 6th grade. We've always been in each other's classes and we've always had a good friendship. I would always go to him if I had any problems. He would always come to my house if he was in trouble or anything. And we were just always good friends, but we never started to really entertain the idea of being together until after I visited him in Oregon and that was the first time I've ever been out of the islands. So mm-hmm. that was like the first time i really got to be my own person because i was never really single in high school so being able to just have my own freedom and just kind of see what's out there i think and also the fact that we were both in different places from our hometown it just kind of allowed me to see him for him and as a person rather than just like my best friend that i always grew up with and i've known since middle school and mm-hmm. from there we were just kind of like you're such a fun person to be with like you totally understand me totally get me i think this would be a big step and you know our friendship is on the line but i also think that you're this awesome person and you deserve another awesome person in your life and we were just like let's do it you know when we ca- we got back home from i think this was like fall break of college we sat down and we're like why not you know like what is there really to think about and i think we could sit around here and just keep contemplating about potentially losing our friendship but it's like the like life is so short why don't we just give it a try and see where it goes and here we are <laughs> over 4 like, years later like uh like do you feel like it's easier for you um like as far as like taking that step like it, it felt more like easier for you being with someone that you had already known for so long rather than just like a total stranger that you kind of just hit it off with like for like a few months and then decided to date i think i i just it was so effortless i didn't come into the 
trip of going to Oregon with the intent of being potentially um, in a relationship again, I, it just kind of happened. We were just kind of like, wow, like this is so different, but it feels like we've always been together because we've been friends for so long. And so it was more about the fact that we just wanted to make sure that we weren't just using each other to be occupied and just like having someone because we were lonely. So we just really wanted to make sure that we were making that decision because we wanted to be in each other's lives more. So it was a lot of work, you know, I wouldn't say that it's easy just because we've known each other for so long it's still hard if not harder because you have to kind of re like you have to know that to get to know this person all over again even though you've known how they've been for so long but and you want to put this idea of them in your head you kind of can't you just have to see them from a different perspective because they're your partner and not just your friend so Mm -hmm. that was a little difficult at first but eventually you know you go through all those types of fights and you kind of learn how each person deals with their problems and just like being a friend while being together and you just make it work you know it's a it's a decision but it's also so effortless like i think as far as like my problem has been it's just like all three of my serious relationships have all been similar to yours where it's like it kind of just happened like I, I didn't expect for it to happen it was just one of those things where like I, I met those people and was really vibing well with them but I, my main problem was again which is why I said it's something that you prepared for is that I, I think I kind of rushed into it like there wasn't really time to get to know the person as like for example like they were kind of like my boyfriend but they weren't my best friend you know mm, what I mean? I and that, I think I think that's what made it hard for me to kind of want to confide in them because then it kind of felt like everything that I was confiding in them, it kind of felt more as like an obligation as a boyfriend, but not as if it's a thing I want to do as a best friend. It's kind of like, oh, I'm telling you my problems because I have to, not because I want to sort of thing. Right. Which then led me into, um, after my three serious relationships, I kind of had like a few like, I guess, like, kind of, like, things with, like, a few, like, three very close friends of mine, which, again, was a lot more easier for me. But then, again, it's similar situation to yours where, I guess, because the friendship was kind of at stake, that's yeah. what made it, like, the hardest part. Because then, like, two of them I don't even really speak to as much anymore in the same way. Like, we kind of speak just because of, like, how things went afterwards. And then one of them I still kind of talk to, but we're still kind of like, we have no idea like what the situation is. And we're both kind of like similar to your and my schedule where we're just kind of like both very busy individuals where it's hard if at any point during this part of our lives to find the time to want to date, if at all, with me and those specific, um, uh, me and that specific person. So how has it been for you like dating someone for so long and like, because again, for me, as far as like a Scorpio, I've, I'm a very intense person. I don't yeah, know if <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like again, because like my whole concept of love before when I was with my exes was like, like I have to give so much gifts. I have to like do all this stuff. I have to be there at this person beck and call. Which again, I, I realized later on after crushing on my friends, they were telling me that like you seem a little bit too intense and like this is a lot of affection just you know from this like 
you know, from the start and everything like that, which then I had to kind of take a step back and I guess unlearn what my concept of love was and how yeah. to best and how to best be there for someone without being there too much for someone. Like kind of realizing like how much space do I give someone? Like do I like if they're going through a like a hard time, like what do I say? Like what do I do? Like how much do I like if they say they're having a hard time like do i do i show up at their house with like their favorite drink or something like that and like ready to talk to them therapeutic style or do i just be there with them on the phone like you know like how has that been for you like i guess like with being for someone is cuz my longest relationship is 2 years so for okay. you for, for for 4 years like how has that been i think it changes over time and it definitely depends on how old you are at the time and what you've been through for us it's so different from what it used to be because now that we're older and we've been together longer i don't see myself needing the same type of i guess affection and attention that i used to when i was younger and for us what's been working because everybody's different is the fact that we can always come together at the end of the day or any time of the day and have quality time to just talk and as long as we have even just an hour of that we're completely fine throughout the day to do whatever it is we need to do so even though we live in the same place and we virtually kind of live together because i'm either here or he's at my place we actually don't see each other any more than we used to doing long distance we still talk about the same amount of time and we just don't spend every waking hour of being together especially during this quarantine it's kind of crazy because he's probably like one of the only people i see mm-hmm. we still we still just have those couple hours before we go to bed and when we wake up to really hang out and spend time together and then we carry on with our day and just allow each other to be our own person like i can't even stress that enough most people because it's so easy to feel like dependent on them and i feel like when you don't make that a routine and kind of establish like okay this is you and this is me you're going to have different interests different friend groups and different things that only you are involved in and that's okay unless you have that it's just you're going to slowly come like you're going to fall back into this place of not feeling like you're being yourself anymore i don't know it's kind of it's kind of hard to have a rule because i feel like everybody is so different some people require more energy from each other but for us this is just what's working right now and maybe a year later will be different but i think you just kind of see as you go you know mhm do you know what your love language is have you taken that test i have a long time ago but i haven't done it recently but i think for me what i like to receive is acts of service okay so you and i are the same then cuz i i have not met anyone else that has done acts of service because yeah. the other the other ones are like I'm not a I'm not like I give a lot of gifts but I'm not like a gift giving sort of affection person like I I appreciate yeah. it but I'm not like a gift giver and then uh words of affirmation is is nice but it's kind of like like if I know that the person's there for me I don't 
necessarily need to hear it. It's like I'll I'll know I'll know, and then um, physical touch is okay. It's not like I require it. It's just nice, but it's not yeah. like I'm dependent on it. And then the other one was shoot, what was it? It was there was acts of service, physical physical touch, words of affirmation, oh quality time. Okay, so quality time would be like my second, I guess, but. I'm one of those people that, again, I'm sure you you understand from how your relationship works that if I'm with someone and we both have a busy schedule, honestly, even just a simple like, hey, good morning, like just a simple little talk in the morning and then we both go about our day. And then even if we live in separate houses, like even just a simple talk at night, just being like, hey, how was your day, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily need to be there in person spending quality time. It's like it literally could just be like a nice text in the morning and a nice text at night. Yeah. And then it's like, that's that's totally fine. Again, because I might be busy. So acts of service to me, I feel like lends itself to more of a deeper understanding. So say, for example, like I'm sure anyone could get like roses or chocolate or gifts or et cetera, et cetera. But when someone leaves a note and they're saying something, for example, like, hey, like I know you just did like five shoots the other day and you're going to have to be up. Like here's some like caffeine or here's like an energy drink and here's like a little snack to keep you, et cetera, et cetera. That, that to me kind of shows like you're understanding my actual situation and giving me something practical rather than just something that's just you're just giving this to me because you have to as a boyfriend. Like you're just giving yeah. this to me as like a, a flowers or chocolate or et cetera. Like, no, you're you're looking at my current situation and you understand that right now I'm a little tired, but I have a lot of work to do. And you're giving me stuff to perk me up and to keep me going so I could continue to do what makes me happy. Or I guess like the best way to do it is like, especially when I'm sick, like when I'm when I'm sick and I have somewhat like a other half to take care of me, that to me is like the perfect example of like, okay, like even if you can't be there 24-7, like you understand that like right now, like I hate having to be in bed and I hate having to be sick. So you being there for me to support me and then like trying to help me get better as soon as possible so I can get back to doing what I do and what makes me happy, like gives me like a perfect understanding that like you understand what I'm going through and you actually want to help me. Like you're not just there to be like, oh, well, now that you're sick, like, oh, now we can like stay together more and blah, blah, blah. It's like it's more like, oh, like I see that you're sick and you're like having a rough time. Let me be there for you right now while you're not feeling good. And I'm going to help you get better so that way you can get back to doing your thing and, like, like right. getting back to photos. And so, so for me, acts of service, like, I feel like lends itself to deeper understanding. Like, I don't need physical touch. I don't need words of affirmation. I don't need gifts. Like, I don't necessarily need quality time. It's more just I, I see it in the actions. Actions speak louder than words, essentially. Yeah, no, that totally is how I feel about what it takes to like nurture a good healthy relationship and then like do you feel like as far as like your relationship is concerned like do you feel like access service is mainly how you kind of like experience like your guys love like it like is it more quality time or more access service i think it's a little bit of both um i guess quality time would just be dependent on how much we have of it but I always know that when he does small things for me that's when I like see that oh he cares about me or that he loves me so I feel like that's what we both do for each other because over time you know you realize that when someone is truly there for you they'll do 
the little things too and it'll just be something that they continuously do for you and then what's the best love advice that you can give for like long-term relationships it's gonna be so redundant and cliche but i feel like the best advice is for people to just truly work on themselves and it will just come because it's also a lot to do with you as an individual and where you're at mentally and emotionally so i feel like despite like you could have somebody fall into your lap one day but if you're not in the right headspace you might just not be ready for it and so i think It has less to do with when the opportunity comes, but when your heart and your mind is truly ready for it, because it does take a certain type of person to be in a relationship. And sometimes, and it's okay, not everybody can be in that headspace just yet, you know? I mean, that's the one thing, like, aside from that, um, working on yourself, I know that the one other consistent advice is to never go to bed mad at each other, which I I hear from, like, a lot of long-term, like, relationships. They always say, like, that's their consistent advice. But my main struggle has always just been, because there's always, like, two schools of thought about dating, as where I'm kind of, like, more towards one than the other, but one of them is kind of like, okay well, would you rather date someone who during this time right now that regardless of whether you're going through a rough time or you're kind of working on yourself, would you rather be dating someone who is there for you through your hard times and can see you grow as an individual and after after and then of course they grow themselves as well so after the years come like four or five six years like you both have grown so much with each other into new people that still work well with each other and have form an even deeper trust and understanding through that so kind of like a michelle obama and barack obama's sort of situation where despite going through tough financial and economic times like they still stuck through each other through each other through with each other to the point that of course barack obama became president or would you rather be on the other end where you would only start dating after you're fully, fully realized and then people would want to date you when you're quote unquote at your best instead of, and so that way, like when you're dating, like you don't have any like financial troubles, you don't have any like family, like you don't have any like personal trouble or personal like therapy, like therapy work that needs to be done. Like you fully have worked on yourself enough to a point that you have money like you have like everything everything is essentially set so when you're dating people you're kind of at like the best version of you like the the quote-unquote like the high school reunion version of you where you have everything ready to go and you're ready to date without any qualms but then like you would still have to kind of date someone who like again maybe like they haven't seen you when you're at your lowest they're only seeing you when you're at your highest so and that's always the thing too is because that because I I'm I'm like really on the fence where it's like do I want to show people that sometimes I get a little bit depressed and that I'm going through a hard time like in a relationship because again that's not it's always attractive or do I want to wait until like I'm fully like I have no like quote unquote no work left to do on myself like I'm fully ready to like go out into the dating field and just do my thing I think um this saying goes perfectly with that question of if oh for the right person anything you do will always be enough and for the wrong person no matter what you do it'll never be enough which is in the sense of as long as you have a person who is worth 
showing that vulnerability too and that they show you that they are willing to stick by you and work through those things then I absolutely think that it strengthens a relationship more to let them see the dark side and the the hardships and the struggle because that's what makes a relationship feel more worth it than it is to just hide those flaws and just wait for a perfect person to meet your perfect self because it'll just never be there's always going to be another hurdle along the way and I feel like if we wait to be perfect and wait for someone to accept us then we're just always going to be waiting and I think that's something you learn over time because I find myself doing that from time to time of like I want him to just see me as a perfect person and I don't want him to see me go through something or act crazy but it's it's always gonna be the right thing for you and your relationship if they truly want to help you and be there for you you know Mm -hmm. I think it's more rewarding too yeah that's why like I kind of lean more towards that side especially because like especially like seeing I I guess like a bunch of my friends who are in long-term relationships now go be the type that they you know, obviously they're dating each other because they feel very strongly towards each other. But even so, like after like four five, six years, like they've been through the ups and downs with each other and are still there with each other. Rather than like if I was like a millionaire and like in my perfect body and then I get someone to date me and then they would still have to see that like, oh, well, I get a little depressed sometimes and I'm dealing with my own struggles versus someone where like they'll see you over the years and be like, OK, yeah, like you're not perfect, but I'm not dating you because you're perfect right yeah it's just uh it's okay hopefully 2020 after after this isolation maybe afterwards i'll find my find my other half it's a (laughs) lot of my friends it's a lot of my friends always wishing me good luck and trying to be like stop stop trying to find random people to date Uh, (laughs) but that's okay maybe maybe it might just be like it might just be like yours where maybe just in case maybe one of my friends who uh I never thought of dating or maybe someone that I've mentioned to before just all of a sudden it's just like hey I'm into you now uh or I've been into you for a while like let's let's get together and I'm like gosh I hope so gosh (laughs) I I really hope so oh my gosh but um now on to something more casual like more some casual points so when we met in Oregon like and this is the thing that like we kind of got um we bonded over like how we're both into thrifting like we're both into finding like very weird stuff and even when i go to goodwill recently or go to goodwill as of recent before um covid19 happened like i have just been finding some really weird things so like how did you get into it i was very bored one like i don't know if it was in the summer but i was just stuck in my apartment and i didn't i couldn't find a job at the time and i was like I've just always been into the idea of starting a clothing line, but I can't sew. So I was like, I need to find a way to get inventory. And the thought of a thrift shop came to mind because I knew that I could find pieces that I find um, close to my aesthetic and my fashion style. And so people were doing it all over the place and especially in Oregon. So I thought I could start there and see where it goes. So that's mainly where that whole thing came from. And I do wish I could definitely keep up with it now. But I know that it's something that's 
hard to keep up with, especially in Maui, because we don't really have a place to shop for thrift stuff besides Goodwill. Well, I'd say, like, honestly, I I would probably see you as the type to kind of run a market like Conscious Ups or Cut Market on front on Market Street. Like, I see you as that type of person where, because they get a lot of donations, but they, like, will add, like, a logo or they'll, like, kind of, like, paint splatter it or do, like, something kind of creative with it or kind of let other artists kind of, like, paint on it and that sort of thing. I guess that's that's how how I'd see you kind of running up your store, but that would be, like, the closest thing I'd say where I'm just, like, it's just weird stuff but it's kind of like someone else's trash could be someone else's treasure you know what i mean yeah and, you know hey man hey y'all if you want to like donate your uh old vintage gucci uh or louis vuitton or uh balenciaga stuff to me uh you can message me at uh miguel morales photography on instagram via <laughs> DM, please uh please send me stuff but anyways yeah like it's like I don't know. It's kind of kind of exciting every time I go in because again, I'm not expecting to find something, but then like you go in and then you just find that really weird thing, and you're like, you don't have a story, but I kind of want to get you because you don't have a story. Like, right? It's like there were times where like I would find like this is something that this is also like a video idea I've been wanting to do with you where I wanted to try see if you and I, um, it was similar to like a little bit similar to like the the vin like the um the thrift store like fashion challenge where it was more it was more between couples but i think we could kind of like adjust it where it's like we would try to see if you and i could pull off a few looks with yeah. just thrifted clothes like literally all the clothes have to be like well, i mean of course except for underwear but everything else just has to be thrifted because i have so many weird things that i'm pretty sure i could i could probably pull off a few looks yeah i think it's like it's also an art form so definitely if someone wanted to create they'll find other means of doing that whether it's from clothing or from furniture so there's like there's tons of ways to like upcycle even furniture which i've been really um diving into which is super cool like what is your like preferred method or not method like your preferred style of clothing when you go into because again like thrift thrifting is like all different types of clothing so like what do you usually go for when you're going to thrift i really have a broad sense of style and i find many things um appealing so it's really hard to say what my actual um sense of style is but i definitely have more of that boho type of style in my closet right now and a lot of like neutrals and just very um uh conservative hemlines like i'm a big fan of um <laughs> my friends call it amish looking <laughs> clothing ah uh, yeah yeah it's i can see my that. favorite <laughs> like and what like do you do you go more for because i don't really see you wearing like very colorful stuff like you're more neutral tones yeah yeah i really and- i think i mean I just haven't found pieces that I've been really been able to like incorporate, but I would love to. Like, because even when I went to cut market, I think the things that like stick out to me are just things that are just kind of avant garde, like kind of weird yeah. experimental stuff. Because there was this one, um, shoot, let me see if I can like, let me see if I can like send you a picture of it. Hold on and give me just a sec. But I, I went to, um, I went to cut market recently and then there was this like thing that i saw that i just 
when I looked at it, I was like, I need to have the sweater. Like, I don't know what the story is behind it, but I, I just need to have it. Um, let me see if I can find it. it was just, it's just one of those things that when I look at it, I'm just like, it does not have a story. But I, I, I want to believe that there's a story to this. Oh, I think I can. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, let me see if I can, like, I have it in my computer here for one second but like what's been like a really um what's the weirdest thing that you've got from a thrift store um hmm. i think it's probably like those little knickknacks that are like decor that look like they're i wouldn't say it's weird i would just say it's something different that i've never had before but they're like wooden um uh displays that have a smaller one inside i can't it's like a russian uh, oh the mat, the mat, the matryoshka doll is it like when it gets smaller and smaller but you can put all of it inside yeah that's the yes. that's a matryoshka doll it's a russian, I uh, love russian doll them. i love them i found one in oregon and i thought it was so cool oh my god like because there was like when i was in michigan like again like on my way um when you and i met each other and i went to michigan um, and I went to, like, some of the Goodwills and, like, thrift stores there. There was just some weird, weird items I found there. Like, ag- again, like, there's this one, like, vest that I found. Like, this denim vest that I don't know if it looks like it's Native American-inspired or if it just has colorful, like... I-, I don't know how to... Like, there's just so much things that, like, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know what the story is behind this. And I don't think I can explain it. But I know that I can put a look together with this that sort of thing where it's just ah it's just so weird let me see if i can like send you this really quick so that we can see it in the um in the chat okay i sent it see the quality the quality is kind of weird but Like, like, just this, this hoodie. I love that. Like, this, this hoodie, like, again, like, when we went there, like, and I bought it, like, there was no story to it. Like, we kind of just went in there and we were just like, oh, should we get it? And I was just like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna like, I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna like see another, I don't think I'm gonna see another hoodie like this anytime soon. So I feel like I can kind of be like a little avant-garde and experiment with it. So I that's, like it a bit. <laughs> So that's the kind of stuff that sticks out to me where, again, in any other situation, like, because uh, because I found it in a thrift store and it just, it has no story. Like, even, I, I feel like even the person that I, that we got it from, like, they, they didn't have a story for it. It was just kind of one of those situations where it's just like, oh, it just kind of exists. It's just kind of there. And I'm just like, okay, I need to do a shoot with this. Like, like I need to see what I can, like, experiment with this. That's super cool, though. I mean, those are, like, very, um, like, one-of-a-kind, you know? Like, you'll never find something like that just anywhere. Yeah, that's why, like, I knew that. I was like, okay, even though I'm even though I'm a bit tight-lipped with money, I guess th- this is the one time I'm gonna, like, I have to buy it now, because otherwise I'm never gonna see it again. And that's also, too, every time I've gone to Goodwill, and then I found something that I liked, and then I always take it back, where I'm like, uh... Maybe I'll wait till next time and then I go there and it's not there anymore. And I'm just like, oh, why? <laughs> it's like, like you... this... sorry. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. You, you always find these like things and you second guess and then you're like, oh, I should have grabbed it. 
like so my friend they he went to florida and he got me like this uh mickey mouse gloves to use for a shoot and there was something I saw at Goodwill before where I, I think it was like from Disneyland and it was, you know, like one of those like kid hats with like the propellers at top. Like, like, yes, it has like yes, a little, yes. okay. So I saw one at Goodwill. I saw one at Goodwill and then like, um, what's it called? I saw one at Goodwill and I, I was so on the fence. I was like, I want to get it, but I'll wait till next time I go there the next time and it's gone. And I was like, oh, I could have used it. I could have used it wow. for a shoot. I could <laughs> that's why i'm just like oh i need to stop second guessing myself it's just uh i don't know it's just i don't know maybe i just have that luck though where i'm just like you know because people are always like oh well if you go if you go and like if you go in and you and you um if it's there the next time then it was meant to be but then i'm also like i don't want it to be meant to be for someone else so i should get it now (laughs) <laughs> I don't know it's just thrifting's weird but it is nice to have like a kindred spirit where it's like hey you wanna go and just find some weird just some weird stuff at like this random ass store like let, let's let's go and like look at this random ass store and just see what weird jewelry or rings or pieces that we can just get from here yeah Ugh. but anyways now on to um some other points um so from Baldwin uh, would you say your time in Baldwin was it like was it like more fun for you or was it more of just a weird high school experience? I mean, overall, it was pretty fun. I would say I feel like I got a good amount of experience doing everything I wanted to, or just like hanging out with people and just having that social interaction that I enjoyed for the time being. But I was definitely stoked when I knew that we were. <laughs> graduating soon I was definitely one of those people where I was like I'm definitely not gonna miss this place I understand all too well um what was like the weirdest it could be it could be with a teacher it could be with a class or it could just be with your best friends like what's like a like one of the weirdest or some of the weirdest like high school memories that you've had that you just think about it and you're just like only as a high school kid could this have happened I think the weirdest thing that me and my friends used to do was definitely playing soccer at the quad. Like, I don't know what it was about us and playing. Oh soccer, my god! Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, I. <laughs> I remember now. Oh my gosh! Oh my like that was every morning. We were like, "Who who has the soccer ball today?" Because it was like the one thing for us to do before school started. Like, we were the only people doing that at the time. And then after that, I think started playing like volleyball so, yeah so that's that's what i was gonna say is i was on the other side of the school where i was towards the front and everyone is playing volleyball yeah so like <laughs> so like i i was like a part of that group because I, I i knew of the ones that were playing soccer but i was just like i was just like oh I'm, I'm so tired and i have like a really heavy bag from all my honors classes i'm like i'm i'll just i'll just play a bit of volleyball and then i and then i think i'm good but like i'm just it was such a it was such a weird experience because we were going through like we had like so many different principles too yeah yeah if i remember like or well like you came like a year after me but i remember like there was a time where like when i came like we had like the old like the i forget her name but we had like so many principles and we had like so much stuff that was changing but oh, as yeah, far so as like many things but as far as like just in general for um like, i don't know i'm trying to think of like what's the weirdest memory that i've done with my friends because i've certainly we've certainly 
me and my group of friends, we've certainly gone up to some shenanigans over the years that I remember just thinking like, man, I should probably take a picture of this moment before I forget about it. But now I'm forgetting yeah. about it. So I'm just like, let me think. <laughs> I'm like, because I've done like so much like weird stuff where I was like in Snake, I was in Breakdown, um, I was also in Band, and then like, oh, um, oh, uh, I'm kind of like a very weird person where it's like I was kind of an honors person, but I kind of skipped class a lot. So I was kind of that person where I would skip out to AOHT, like whenever I got the chance to go and sneak out to Toto's class. To the point that my other teachers were always like, why are you always, like, going to, like, do you have any reason to be there? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, I'm the trips manager. I, I have to organize our field trips. And they're like, so you can skip out on work class? I'm like, yeah? <laughs> Question mark? Maybe? Dude, I used to skip school in senior year so many times. Like, every week. I was did you? Did you really? Yeah, because I was really, like, not having it during the last quarter or so of high school, so I would literally just not go. <laughs> I think, like, I think what made it harder for you- did you do senior project? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Gosh, you're so, so lucky. I mean, oh, that was- that was a time and a half. Jesus. I, yeah, I, did I was not... really glad that I didn't, because personally, I just didn't see it serve me anything after so the fact that we had the option to do it i was like yeah i'm not doing that yeah i think it was just one of those things where like again because a filipino asian household they were they're gonna be like okay well you kind of have to do also i'm the oldest so i'm kind of like okay well yeah, i'm like gonna have the way <laughs> yeah but it's so weird because like Again, uh, we'll we'll follow up with this in just a bit, but like I'm like I'm very different from my brother. Like I'm very very different from like the rest of my family. But we'll we'll get into that in a sec. As far as like my friends and I, like I'm trying to think. Like we've done like so much stupid, like going to the mall, like not like mall rats, but like going to the mall and like going to this beach or going to like this stupid place and like having an adventure or like I'm I'm trying to think like what been like the stupidest thing i've done i think well i'm a little bit accident prone so there were a lot of times that i guess i was a little bit of like a prankster so i would like take people's phones or whatever or, like like just just for fun not like stealing it stealing it but like visibly take it while they're looking at me and i would run out of various classrooms and i would fully trip like fully trip and like tumble like full 360 tumble while still, like, holding the phone up above my head, not, like, oh dropping gosh. it. Like, I remember there was one time where, if you know where the band room is, yeah. like, I remember, like, because the the flooring there is kind of hard, literally, as I'm exiting out the second door out, I trip holding someone's phone, but my arm is up the whole time. So, like, imagine, like, you're gonna do a tumble, right? You do, like, a full tumble where you put both your hands on the ground and then you, like, like roll forward. Imagine that, but I do it only with my left hand, and then I'm keeping my right hand up the whole time as I'm, like, holding the phone. Wow. And you would do that, like, pretty often? I think I was just accident prone. Like, I do it, like, enough where it was just to the point where I was just like, I don't know if it's just dumb luck. Or I don't know if I just, I'm just bad at breaking phones, I guess. I don't know. But then, I'm trying to think, like, were you ever at the school at night? Yeah. 
you ever tell like again like I, I went there for like school like school like club and field trip stuff or whatever but like have you ever told ghost stories? i mean this also applies to el school too because i would do this all the time but have you have you and your friends talked about ghost stories when you were at school that night i haven't had like a personal encounter but i know that many people have their own stories of like things that they've seen but none that have happened to me personally oh have gosh. any happened to you I swear upon my life that I have seen so many shadows at Bald. Again, this was before. This was before Safeway was built, or no, no, this was after Safeway was built, but before, before the priest and the the people were purifying the school. Like I swear upon my life that in sophomore and junior year, I swear upon my life that I saw so many shadows down the hallway, and I would yeah. call, and I would call out, I would call out. And I was there with a friend. I forget who it, who it was. I don't know if it was band or drama or something like that. But I remember calling out and no answer. Like, but I swear upon my life, like, it looked like someone was there. Like, and then again, like, I, Baldwin is no stranger to having, like, weird people kind of just coming up on it. Because it's, like, so central that literally anyone could just walk through it at night, really. Um, Even with the gates closed. So that's why, like, I just remember seeing so many, like, shadows and weird stuff there that was just, like... Uh, I don't know, like, uh, but I'm also into the occult, and I kind of like weird ghost stories, so that's just my own personal thing, where I just, like, I like the idea of, like, going with a group of friends to some place, and then having something spooky kind of happen. Yeah, no, I love stuff like that. I think it's so fun to entertain the possibility of, like, ghosts and just spirits, and what other things are going on in certain places. Like, I, I think, like, I always say this as a joke. This is always a joke, but this is my running gag with my best friends. Where I always say that, like, if you guys really want to prove your mettle to me, we will go up to EL Valley. And at the strike of three o'clock in the morning, we will play with a Ouija board deep in EL Valley. If wow. we, and I'm like, and I'm like, if you want, if you do that, then like, you will prove to me that you like have no fucks and you are like a true, like, you're you're ready to rumble essentially yeah but i mean i also don't want to piss off anything so i always just say it as a running gag but i guess if anyone legitimately wanted to do it i guess i wouldn't say no but then like i i guess i guess i'll just i guess i'll just have haunted haunted stuff like happen to me, i guess i guess i'm just gonna be that person um okay and then like i was saying before like we're both in because how big is your family there is seven. Oh, there's seven total. of you, actually? Oh, no, there's five of us, but seven total. Yeah, so you, you have four siblings? Yes. Yeah. Gosh, it's like, oh. That's a lot, because it's, it's only just me. Um, My father lives in my but it's just in my household. It's just me, my younger brother, and my mother. So, like, how was it for you being, like, I think you're the middle child, right? Like you're, yeah. you're, you're like, cause you have two younger than you, and then there's Gwen and Demi. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, how is it? You are literally the middle child. Like, how is that experience for you, especially in a Filipino household? I feel like I definitely have that middle kid syndrome, and just having that, like, kind of having less attention going to me that I could do pretty much whatever I wanted, and a lot of the times, like, things were more lenient for me but not too lenient as it was for my younger siblings. So I think I've had like a perfect balance of both. So I think being in the middle has definitely been 
better for me than I than I thought. And I've been able to do a lot of things because they weren't so focused on what I was doing, I would say. So I liked it. So you have a little bit more time to, I guess, from the middle child perspective. Again, I'm the oldest, so it's a little bit different for me. But I guess from a middle child perspective, I guess you have more time to discover more about yourself because I guess, quote unquote, there's not as much, there's not as much attention towards you in the sense of like, I guess my perspective on how I see it, it's different for only only children, but for the oldest, usually from my experience, because it's like the first child, like that's the one that I guess they give the most, um, the most freedom towards because it's like, oh, like you're the oldest, like, of course, like, you know, we trust you to like do your thing and like, that's okay. Like you can kind of do what you want. And then yeah. the youngest, the very, very youngest, I think I, I would consider the most spoiled. So get, they get the most like attention in terms of like the gifts and like all the stuff because they're the youngest of the kids. So the middle child I see is like the ones that like, because they're kind of left alone a little bit more, they kind of have freedom to kind of like discover more about themselves and do essentially what they want while kind of being a bit under the radar, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I think that's definitely true because I think most of what my younger siblings remember in their childhood is completely different from the way my older siblings grew up. So yeah, that's like totally what my childhood was like. Like, what's it called? What, what's what been like the weirdest, um, I guess the weirdest Filipino family or like sibling memory that you have? There's just so many. I swear we do like all the old traditions and superstitions. But I think something that we always used to do was whenever it was a new year, none of us were allowed to like leave our house. We would have to celebrate together and we would all have to wear polka dots because it symbolized luck, I guess. Does it? Yeah. Every new year, all of us would wear polka dots and we would have to bring round fruits that... Um, equaled the year we were entering. So for 2020, we would have to have 20 different types of um, fruits. It's that such is, a strange... That is a, that is a lot of fruit. Yeah, like different types of round fruit. So, so like, like what? So like, what did the, what did you guys do for like ninety six and ninety seven and ninety eight? Like, you guys have just have like ninety eight fruits. Uh, I think maybe they just went off of the last number, or something, something along those lines. Okay, but... I was gonna say, I'm like, that yeah. is a lot. That's a lot of fruit. That is a something lot of like fruit. That. Yeah, I definitely um only had to celebrate that a few times since I moved. But yeah, it's like always been something that I mentioned, but not everybody would understand. But we would always do that as a family. So. No, we we do a lot of different weird things as a family. Do you like? Is there any? Um, I'm, I'm sure you and I we have been to. I'm, I'm sure we must have both been to our share of Filipino parties growing up. Um, was there any like weird food that you didn't want to try? There were, but for the most part, I think I liked everything. Like I love Filipino food. I think I can't even name what they were, but I feel like the most unique and like weirdest type of food that we have is this like meat that's coated in the blood of the animal oh, came uh, from. I, I know what, I think you, it's called, I know what it is. We call it dinogoan, but other yeah, people call yeah. it something else. Yeah. But it's like my favorite for some reason. And it's, yeah, it sounds disgusting, but I don't know. I just love it. 
See, it's like because there's like certain things like that where I know Dina Gulan, and then like I'm I'm gonna be honest, I have never had balut in my life. I still to this day have not tried it. Um, it's not the greatest to me. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, I would just look at it and just be like, I don't know. I don't think I can do this. This doesn't seem like my thing. But like, I just remember going to so many Filipino parties as a kid where I would just go there, and of course, it's like you know your your classic traditional Filipino like house with all the like the catholic decorations and everything like that and then just a giant giant ass like i'm trying not to swear but a giant ass pig on the table yeah. <laughs> with a giant like apple in its mouth and i'm like what is this like is this, is this yeah. like and they're like yeah like this is like our dishes from back home and i'm like is it really yeah is it it's actually not without those <laughs> like i'm just i just remember thinking i'm just like man like this is my culture but i also like it's a little i don't know this pig looking at me is a little much but then there's a, it's like i'm, I'm kind of like half and half or like half of them i would never dream of myself of eating if i have eaten it i wouldn't eat it again um the other half are stuff that like i could eat for like hours on end if not stopped so like lumpia i can eat it for like I could probably eat like 20 of them in one go at a party if I really really wanted to if I'm just oh, like yeah. having that's like the best. and then punts it like usually any type of punts it like especially at any party I can like eat like however many platefuls like it's just, like that yeah. ch- ch- uh, chicharron um I guess I didn't like ube growing up but I guess now I have a little bit more of like a, pr- a preference to it and then um hollow hollow i think is a- it's okay i think it's just kind of getting over the taste of having like corn and like veggies in it too which is a little yeah. weird for me and then i'm trying to think too like i just remember going to so many filipino parties and then like being embarrassed by my family always asking like or like to other fr- uh, Fili- uh, family friend parties and they're like, oh, does he have a girlfriend? Or does he have a girlfriend yet? Or oh, does he like, oh, what, 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 what are his grades? Or oh, like, like, oh, he should go hang out with uh, our, like, my son or my daughter and that sort of thing. And me being antisocial, I'm just like, uh, don't. Yeah, make those me. are always don't. hard. <laughs> I'm like, don't make me socialize, please. I don't want to <laughs> do this. Like, I would be that type of person i don't know if you're also this i i don't think you'd be but like i was that type of person especially in high school when i would get invited to parties i would i wouldn't really socialize much with other people i would just kind of find the pet of the household and just hang out with the pet so like there were times where i would be at a house party and then i'm literally out in the front with the cat like oh my gosh or like with the dog like i'm like at that house party looking for the dog like okay there must be a pet somewhere here that i can like just chill and hang out with right rather than having to socialize and talk i mean it's a I little like bit sometimes di- i mean it's a little bit different now of course considering that um alcohol is involved but i mean like back then i was just like i was just one of those people i was just like oh don't make me socialize with my cousin with my merciful amount of filipino cousins like i i don't know what to say like i like what a what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? Like, I uh, uh, social, social interaction. But I would love to eat, and I would just love to just, I don't know. It was just like, it was just like that time. Oh, I, and I guess doing a ton of karaoke, I guess. I guess that was my time to shine. 
because I would always be that person who was the best singer out of the family. So I was just like, you know, I don't want to talk, but you know, I guess I'll sing. I guess I can sing. <laughs> but I think I was always kind of like, it's so weird that like I consistently want attention as a performer, but don't want any attention socially, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where it's like, where it's like I, where I, I don't know if, how it is for you. Where it's like you equally want a lot of attention, but also don't give me a lot of attention at all. Yeah, it's like a weird like you want both, but not really. Yeah, I definitely get like that sometimes. Like when you guys had your um friendsgiving last year, which I'm I'm also hopefully seeing if I can plan with my friends this year. Like, where do you kind of see yourself as like in the group? I guess like are you more like the talker, like the quote unquote like the comedian, like? Where do you see yourself in your group of friends? It just depends on who I'm with. Usually, I'm more better with people one on one than I am in a group, just because I have very, very energetic friends who have big personalities. So it's really hard to get us all in a room speaking at a time. So it's definitely I'm just I've never been that outspoken compared to them. So I find myself. Well, cause you have friends like Brent, so like I, I can imagine like it'd be hard for all of you to like. Oh talk, yeah, they're just like, they're crazy. <laughs> like talk and drink and all at the same time, and like take pictures and like not try to like step on each other's toes, but also trying to talk a lot. So like that's why I'm like that's always my problem. Where it's like I would want to have big gatherings like that, but I just don't know if like like are we just all gonna drink or how is that like whole situation gonna go? Yeah, it's definitely just depending on the. The crowd and how everyone's doing and what the activity is, but overall, I think that I just tend to lean more to listening to people. Okay, yeah, I I, I can definitely like see that part. In any case, do you have any like future projects planned? As far or, like, any, as anything that Manel Rose photo or hair is working on currently, I personally just working on putting up Manal Rose as a brand and less of one particular thing because as I see that I want to dive into hair a little more I also just want to diversify myself and I think creating Manal Rose as more of a brand than to put into one focus I think that would help me start different projects that are more in like maybe interior design or doing things in clothing or things like that so I think just finding a way to have a lifestyle approach to myself I would want to go in that direction and I think I'm slowly figuring that out this year and then do you have anything that like you feel the people should look out for you know I have no clue at this moment but I know that things are slowly um being put together in the process so when they do I will definitely mention it but I don't want to get too excited and get ahead of myself (laughs) oh yeah and then again like I'm sure like over the course of this year like I'm sure we'll probably talk more about some YouTube stuff and like probably figure out some like cool videos that we can do and then again I still need to um I think the worst part about all this is is like I didn't get my hair cut before this so my hair is just my (laughs) hair is just it's not in a good place right now so you know again we're still gonna have to do that youtube video where i eventually go to your salon but you know what that'll be like for another time definitely work on something yes even if it's remotely 
Yeah, like honestly, like we'll we'll figure something out. Even if we do like a kind of like a like a lookbook challenge or like trying to make the best of like a home studio or lighting setup, and we try to like vlog about it, like we can try to like see what we can we can do and like put together a video like remotely. I'm pretty sure we can like do something like that. Yeah, but, let's do it for sure. In any case, um, you know, honestly, this is like again first episode. I don't even know what the name of this thing is gonna be i'll probably figure out by episode two or three but you know i just wanted to thank you manel for coming out if you wanted to uh say some of your handles or where the people can find you so i can put it up on the screen of course thank you so much again for having me and i'm so honored to be your first guest um definitely if you would like to continue following me um, my Instagram will be at Manel Rose. My hair account is at Manel Rose Hair. And if you'd like to follow photos, I do have an Instagram under at Manel Rose Photo. And so, yeah, you can keep up with me through there. And that's about it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really just hoping again. Like we don't know what the situation is with COVID nineteen, um, but right now it is March thirtieth. So we're uh, hoping in a month's time, hoping that uh everything kind of sorts itself out because I don't think me and Manel are the types to really like to stay at home all the time like we need to kind of be yeah we, we need to be <laughs> out and about we cannot we cannot just stay as productive just being at home and not working out because gosh darn do I really need a set of dumbbells right now oh <laughs> but in yes. any case again like thank you so much for coming out I know it's like a little bit of a hodgepodge sort of style but you know, you know again thanks for coming out and you know hoping that whatever whatever next video projects we work on hopefully they'll be just as funny if not i'm probably just going to be wearing more dresses again which honestly at this point i'm i'm like i've kind of worn like 20 dresses so i'm like i'm, I'm kind of like i'm used to it by now <laughs> in any case i just wanted to say thank you everyone for listening and hope you guys tune in to the next episode we'll see who we have on so bye everyone thank you bye